SOS Radio On Demand. It changed my heart. On Demand. It changes your life. Thanks for downloading Scott Harold's podcast. Chuck Swindoll is our guest this morning on SOS Radio, and he's an author, and he's chancellor of Dallas Theological Seminary, and he's led churches all over the country from Texas to Massachusetts to California over the years. So, Chuck, living on the East Coast in some seasons of your life, and the West Coast, and even in Texas, you've studied culture. Yeah, well, and I've lived through a bunch of it. (laughs) (laughs) So you've seen the way the pendulum of culture has changed over the decades. You know, what have you noticed most about the American worldview from when you started out as a pastor up against what you see now? I have noticed a shift, maybe a better word is a drift away from the essentials, as we would once have called them, as set forth in the Bible, a a respect for ministry, a love for the church, a desire to grow spiritually and all of that. Now, there are always exceptions, but I've noticed a growing distance, shall we say, I remember way back when I first started in ministry and a a minister moved into a neighborhood. Uh, Boy, I tell you, the neighbors would be thrilled to have them. Now you looked on with suspicion. And, you know, part of the reason is they've dealt with toxic religion and people that have been phonies and folks that shouldn't have been doing what they were doing, and they did it, often in the name of God. I notice now, rather than just looking past it, people camp on that and they tend to make the extreme, the standard, I think that's unfortunate. But honestly, the heart of an individual has not changed. People are still people. Loneliness is still loneliness. Brokenness is still brokenness. And the pain and the heartbreaks of life are still crushing. And I find that people who are willing to uh, listen and learn from eternal truth are often better off than those that try to fight it on their own. Do you feel like we live in a more dangerous world today, or is it just more like uh, the essence of media has just made us more aware? No, I think it's more dangerous, but it also has made us aware. You know, I remember when the whole idea of a war going on, you didn't even think about seeing it except maybe in a magazine and pictures that were a week later. But now you see it while it's happening, whether it's a murder or somebody stalking somebody else or somebody being kidnapped. You know about it that very day. So maybe we are more aware of it. But I think, just like Scripture states, difficult times will come and they will get worse and worse as time passes. So I think it is more dangerous now than it used to be. Our world's constantly changing, or is it? I'm Scott Harold on SOS Radio, and we're talking to Chuck Swindoll today. Chuck's on every night here on SOS, 8.30 Pacific Time with Insight for Living. And Chuck, in the past, you've written a lot about the life of Abraham. And in his story, it's really interesting because a lot of us feel like culture is so different today than it was back then. But as you dig into Abraham's story, you'll find that people's worldview really hasn't changed a whole lot over the years, has it? No, absolutely not. A lot of folks don't know this, but Abraham was an idolater. His daddy was an idolater, and I'm sure his granddaddy was an idolater. Ur was the heart and center of idolatry, and in the midst of all of that, God reaches in and pulls out a life named Abram, and he sends him on his way to a destination he didn't spell out for him. And Abraham picked up everything and went, and stopped and think he was 75 years old. Wow. That's an amazing decision. And his wife was 65. Most 65, 75-year-old people I know don't want to move away from the house they're living in to say nothing of the city 
along a path that they really don't know the ultimate destination. That's remarkable. So the life of Abraham has many twists and turns that have some similarities and some amazing contributions for our own time. Yeah, when you think about all that God accomplished through Abraham late in his life, most of the story that we read recorded about Abraham takes place in the latter part of his night. Oh yeah, we don't know anything about him even when he was 70. The first time we pick up Abraham, he's 75. Think about that. Most people can name maybe 10 or 12 75-year-old folks they know. Maybe their daddy's 75 or their mom. But this guy who appears in for chapters in the uh, book of Genesis, chapter 12 all the way through 27, there he is, and he's an old man. Doesn't have a baby till he's 100. Stop and think about it. He had a stroller and a walker. At the same time, his wife's 90. He's 100. And God's still using him. When he's well over 100, God tells him to take his son, Isaac, and sacrifice him on an altar. And he's willing to do that if that's what God told him to do. All of those principles are worth remembering. And they tell me, among other things, Scott, you're never too old to learn. You're never too old to obey. And I might add, you're never too old to fail. We're talking about how to get past living just that guarded life. Instead, we want to live that abundant life that Jesus talks about. And we're chatting with Chuck Swindoll today at SWS Radio. He is 87 years old. You can hear him every single morning early at 3.30 on SWS Radio or every weekday evening at 8.30 p.m. Pacific time. You can also grab that in our SWS Radio app. But Chuck, living that life of a Jesus follower, there's definitely some risk that we have to take from time to time when we want to have that abundant abundant life. You know, Jesus calls us to a higher standard, and there's a great deal of reward that comes with understanding that. Oh man, is there ever. I just don't understand people that try to live such a guarded life where they're full of nothing but worry, and they don't trust anybody. Now, there are some people you can't trust, but you know, most of my friends, I trust them to the end. I believe in them, and I rely on them. I got folks that would not do me harm no matter what. Now, do they ever fail or disappoint me? Yeah, and I disappoint them. In other words, perfection is not our goal. Integrity is our goal. We'll never, ever reach sinlessness. But when we do wrong, integrity says, admit you did wrong. Don't blame it on anybody else. Don't act like it was somebody else's fault. Point the finger to yourself and say, I'm responsible. I did that. I'm willing to accept the blows that follow that and the disappointment in the lives of others. But I want you to know I did that, but this isn't all of my life. Tomorrow will come and God will graciously put me back on my feet and I'll go on from there. So many goals in our quest to be a good Christian, and we always fall short, don't we? I'm Scott Harold on SMS Radio. I know I feel that way. And we're talking to Chuck Swindoll from Insight for Living today. And Chuck, a few minutes ago, we were talking about how perfection isn't our goal. Integrity is our real goal. And I think a lot of times in our culture, a lot of Christians fall into this difficult mode of sin management where most of it's led by an overarching sense of fear. That's a good way to put it. We are too sin conscious. People who are have not read Romans 6 and 7. Paul himself says, the good that I would do, I don't do, and the evil that I would not, I find myself always doing. That's Paul writing that in Romans. And yet he turns right around in Romans 8 and says, there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. 
For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. I will not live under the thumb of sin's guilt or sin's shame. I will admit when I've done wrong. I will confess the wrong, but I will not let that rock my boat and sink it. I'm going to go on from here. And I think that's a message we all need. I think you just summed up God's radical grace quicker than anybody I've ever heard. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's that's my favorite doctrine. And people hear that thing, yeah, well, he's going to take grace to the wrong extreme. Whoever says that doesn't know me. I don't know why it is that when people hear about the grace of God and the liberty we have in Christ, they're always afraid you're going to take advantage of it. You're going to go too far. And some will. I think it was the uh, pastor in England who said... If you preach grace and nobody takes advantage of it, you haven't gone far enough. And that's a pretty risky statement to make. (laughs) He wasn't the type of person that would say risky things. But I think that's good. There will always be some who hear about liberty and they live their life going too far with liberty and they go into license. God isn't pleased when we do that. But there will be some who will do that. But that doesn't keep me from embracing grace and encouraging in the life of others. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio podcast. If you like this, I'd challenge you to give it a five-star rating in your app store. It actually helps other people to find that, and even better, if you want to support that financially, it helps us do other fun experimental things like this that maybe the typical budgets don't lend a hand to. Thanks for supporting the podcast and helping it grow. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio podcast. Tell a friend and connect. SOSradio.net